0: it's this week in sleaze with your hosts the great lord joshua riegel and sleazy k
1: this podcast has been rated category three no one under 18 may be permitted let's talk some 2013 fucking yes welcome to the first this week in Sleaze of 2013 and we learned nothing in 2012 individually other than that boobs are cool and they're cool to talk of on a podcast that's at least uh from my perspective but uh, nevertheless this show is uh, growing and expanding and so is the podcast on fire network that we belong to and the aim is to raise its profile a little, the podcast on fire network. And will it be the anchor show, podcast on fire, that raises its profile? Or Will it be our show this week in uh, Well, yes. yeah. Well, they are changing that show a little bit, and we are not. We we deal in the filthy and obscure, with a sense of um, sense of and mix of inform and fun and. I hope our audience will continue to be on board with that, but obviously we will evolve to some extent uh, uh, the deeper we go into genres and uh, the more uh, shows we do. So I am Sleazy K here in 2013 and with me is the great Lord Joshua Regal, who's uh, who's, uh, uh, cutting an album of uh, naughty Christmas covers right now, including uh, one song on bestiality involving Rudolph, so I had to drag him out of the
0: studio. Well, let's just say Rudolph has a glowing red appendage, and uh, we're not talking about his nose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and all of that. This of course, a reference to the Christmas episode that we did, because Joshua uh, delivered really fast uh really really disturbingly fast the uh the, the masterpiece here comes charlie claus so uh, <laughs> so he's in the studio right now like cutting a triple album of uh naughty christmas songs it's
0: only gonna be released on vinyl you know so get your record Sta- player stained ready
1: vinyl stained vinyl by, oh, by yeah.
0: <laughs> it's gonna the be great... white but uh i'm not gonna <laughs> say that it's because it's the plastic
1: the Great Lord Joshua Regal and uh, and Batman sings, you know, <laughs> and you can do like a very cheery like cover, you know. Uh, where, oh that's friendly. And once track one starts, you know, kids are screaming, "Mom!" <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you, you know, somewhere somewhere in the world, you you feel that vibration, you know, success. Oh yeah, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, go back to our Christmas special to hear, at the very top, uh, Joshua sing, sing away in uh, two voices nonetheless. Oh, okay. Or maybe three. I think I heard three voices, to Was be really it, honest. Well, well, you it's not always easy, because you're not that professional, neither am I. So it, you can hear variations in the, in, in the Pirate and Batman, you know? you know.
0: Indeed, yes.
1: So, it's almost four characters in there. Like it's two hard to mindset. keep
0: up that uh, pirate slash whatever that is uh, yeah. accent going for very long.
1: But it's good fun and brave of you to uh, to make a fool out of yourself. So That's <laughs> what I do. Yep, yep. At any rate, what we are covering um, for this episode, our first episode of uh, 2013, is something that was uh, initiated on another network show, the Director's Series with uh, Kennedy and. That is me. Obviously, I'm Sly K, but I'm also Kenobi. I'm not confused confused at all. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Quiet you. I want a podcast. No, Kenobi. Don't podcast. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not confused at all. But anyway, uh, on the director's series that covers currently the work of director Nam Night Choi, who directed the story of Ricky and Seventh Curse, but also a erotic ghost story, uh, that was covered on, uh, on uh, the very latest episode at the time of recording. So me and Joshua will be tackling the partly related, partly unrelated part two and three in the series erotic ghost story two and three therefore but they are made by different directors so those other directors will get a little spotlight by us but uh, we're not gonna dwell on them too much because there aren't really too much to talk about uh, in all honesty it's not um, you know we're not talking to steven Spiel- steven spielbergs of hong kong or anything here so yeah. Would have been cool. Uh, anyway, uh, some contact information before we go on. This is this weekend's lease on Podcast on Fire Network website, podcastonfire.com. You can find all the shows uh, conveniently located uh, via little buttons. We also have bonus episodes uh, so you can extend your podcast on fire network experience that way. Email us if you have some feedback, podcast on fire at googlemail.com and join Uh, us on facebook join the facebook group by typing in podcast on fire network in the facebook search box or uh, follow the link on the uh, page our show page facebook.com forward slash pof network so click and like interact with us there but you can also join the facebook group via the link in the info box and follow us on twitter via 140 character nonsense twitter.com forward slash podcast on fire i don't even know if it's 140 maybe 180 i don't know i'm not I'm not that knowledgeable about Twitter. I just uh, write my nonsense until I can't. Mm-hmm. you know <laughs> and then I read <laughs> and then I need to start a new tweet and all of that so uh, so goodreviews.com is uh, the place where I provide my writing, category free movies in India exploitation and Taiwanese uh, new wave social realism or what have you. And I do little video reviews based on that material at SleazyKVideo.com. And I am on Twitter as well. Twitter.com forward slash so good Reviews. Subscribe to This Week in Sleaze on iTunes. And if you like the show, we will very much appreciate a little star rating. Just a click away. But also if you have a minute or two, write us a little review or a comment. We would very much appreciate that. And be constructive about it and kind about it even if you dislike the show. You know, be cool about it. Uh, it's the new year. Let's 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 be friendly at least <laughs> for one month <laughs> before huh? before it all goes to hell again. <laughs> uh, and follow us on Stitcher as well. You can stream the entire Podcast on Fire Network on the on Stitcher. So download that application to your iPhone, Android or iPad. And once you're in Stitcher, you can type in Podcast on Fire Network and that will give you the option to add each show individually, including this weekend's lease and the co-creator of the little intro you just heard is Brian Kirby of ShelfLifeClothing.com. So check out his t-shirt store for some cool stuff and uh, stuff added all the time. So um, the co-creator is also uh, our very own, gr- the great Lord Joshua Regal, who did some voiceover work on it. So And on that note, your stuff in the world of web web uh, design and web review and what have you. So wh- what's what been going on on varied cellular... The, uh, when are you out of your kung fu you're out of your kung fu. christmas right now yes. is it like kung fu springtime now what, <laughs> what's the project for spring
0: <laughs> uh nothing right now to be honest i'm just kind of taking a break right this second just kind of sporadically doing updates and everything on am very celluloid i uh need a little bit i'm like school starting up pretty soon so i'm trying to just kind of chill out but uh i have been kind of going on a tear of watching, like, old Roman porno flicks and stuff like that and doing reviews for that. Mm -hmm. So it's not really a thing, but that's kind of, like, what I got up next on the agenda. Like, uh, I look forward to reviews of Tattooed Flower Vase and uh, Cloistered Nun, Runa's Confessions, I believe it's called, which is a uh, nun'sploitation, you know, uh, Roman porno flick. Pretty decent. It's, you know... Kind of a tangent, but yeah, it's kind of an interesting thing. It's a movie, it's a nuns' exploitation movie that is as vulgar as you could expect it to be. You know, it ends basically with like a um, <clears throat> gang bang, and uh, oh, actually, I guess you'd call it gang rape. You know, it's like six <laughs> of <course>. dudes, <laughs> of course. No, six... my stuff like banging. It's all rape. Right, no, no, <laughs> this is we're talking about rape, fella. So yeah, it's uh, it ends with like a six man on one woman, maybe two women uh gang rape thing, blah blah blah. And it, but it what's crazy about it is it stars basically this Japanese pop singer from the uh seventies. Uh she's like um of mixed heritage or whatever and like she was kinda like a I guess a maybe a big thing. She was part of like a girl group and then she left that and I guess this movie and another movie were part of her breaking away from the um you know, her past or whatever and uh it's like what a way to do it. Jeez.
1: Mm. Well, wow, sounds uh, something sounds interesting. Is this uh, like out on US D V D or do you yeah. need to Okay, okay, so it's not QR uh, as such. No, no, I
0: believe Kino I think uh released it. So pretty mm, good. Good, good. Pretty good. pretty decent little flick. Not really as good as the other previously mentioned tattooed flower vase, but uh it's interesting. Uh the the girl is uh Runa Takamura is uh who I was thinking of and uh she was apparently a pop princess Turning to non-sploitation. Yeah.
1: Good woman. Hopefully she came out s- s- mentally sound after, <laughs> after that.
0: No promises, but uh, yeah, I don't know.
1: Sounds very, very cool. In you. you're, you're, you're doing stuff that you're knowledgeable knowledgeable about and that you have a passion for, So and, and uh, no one is really requesting you to do five... The reviews per week especially not after like the reviewing juggernaut oh that uh, that was kung fu christmas so you know i mean sense. you 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 deserve a break
0: <laughs> i always like uh every it's like i got halloween horrors where i do the same thing and then i go into and then i got like one month break and then it's uh kung fu christmas and then afterward i'm just like ah, i'll review something when i get around to it
1: Good, good. Uh, you, you are busy. You are busy over at V Cinema as well, who's uh, flying high in my opinion, uh, in terms of the uh, the new format, uh, the, the various uh, segments that, uh, w- which means you're only partly on the show, but definitely there. In the, you know, in, in, you know, I, I regard the show highly, and that's thanks to, uh, to your contribution and everybody who contributes. So, so the, what was it, the December episode? Was the your segment involved? What exactly?
0: Uh, did a kind of a partial, I don't really know what you'd call it, it wasn't a review, it was maybe partially a warning <laughs> for, uh... PSA? Man, yeah. Public service announcement about uh, The Man with the Iron Fist and, uh, which is you know, the new Riza Hollywood Kung Fu joint and, uh, Basically, I have some conflicting views on it and stuff, and I just kind of wanted to get that out there. Basically, I acknowledge that it's probably not a good movie, but I do think that it's worth checking out if you have, like, a similar, you know, mentality as me, which are going into it for fun.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: think that it does deliver that, you know, whether whether you're laughing at it or laughing with it, you know, I think it's it's something enjoyable
1: sometimes you can do both with movies mm-hmm. I've found that out uh, especially while w- watching those uh, Godfrey Ho ninja movies it's um, you know it's laugh at and laugh with um, especially oh. when they're really really good uh, like the reference examples by Godfrey Ho like Ninja Terminator oh. like perfect perfect in that regard uh, but, uh, but but on your segment on, on that vCinema podcast, the December episode is really, really good. I enjoyed it and I enjoyed the entire show. I, I am a great fan of you guys and, uh, and you came off very very balanced and uh, and uh, and mentally sound after both watching the movie and after doing that segment so <laughs> so, so vCinemashow.com will link to the uh, podcasting question and uh, and you can all uh, have a gander at that. Uh, we uh, are therefore kind of moving on uh, with a slight musical break in between, uh, in between what I'm saying right now, and when we come back. And uh, when we come back, it's our review and view views of erotic ghost story two, kind of sequel, but largely not. But if I were to say if it's a sequel, yeah, yeah, it is. So uh, we'll be checking out some cocktails after the break. So be right back. Because that can kind of confuse people. Oh, cocktails, like tails of cocks. No, <laughs> an actual tail that is a cock. No. <laughs> Neither would
0: surprise me. <laughs> like on the butt <laughs> tail. That kind <Garrett. laughs> Monkey tail.
1: Welcome back, and this is a review of Erotic Ghost Story 2, and we are starting with a plot that I took from HKMDB. The insane sex-driven god Wu-Tung is back to wreak havoc on small villages and otherwise Vestal virgins. I don't even know what Vestal means, but uh, I guess... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've uh, heard it. Yep. Sounds good. Wu-Tung has taken another form, compared to the first movie, um, in the form of Demonic Chu-Sheng, played by Anthony Wong complete with a three-foot white spiky wig and makeup that makes him look like a Japanese demon. After Chu Sheng, and, and by the way, Chu Sheng sounds almost eerily like um, Anthony Wong's uh, Chinese name, which is uh, Wong chao Sang. So I'm thinking, like, you know in Hong Kong movies where where Andy Lau plays Andy and stuff like that? <laughs> they, they, in this movie, they're like, Hey, Anthony, what, what are we going to call you? Uh, call... Say my name! No, okay. (laughs) Chu Chu Sheng. it is. So, uh, there you go. Uh, After Chu Sheng loses his demon girlfriend, he searches for a replacement in the form of a yearly virginal sacrifice. He finds that uh, before his mate was taken from him, her spirit was placed in the body of a young girl, this time the sacrificial virgin Fang Yu Yin, played by Sharon Chan. Uh, She happens to be the carrier of that spirit that is after... Before he can take her to sexual hell, uh, Fang is saved by her by the hunky Xiangkeng, played by mm-hmm. Kwok Yu and Xu Sheng sends out a minion subsequently who is able to um, capture Fang and uh, bring her back to his realm. So will he succeed <laughs> in getting his uh, his old flame back, if you will, and uh, take take another one to sexual hell?
0: Take his flame to hell. Yeah.
1: Uh, but this is the directorial debut of veteran cinematographer Peter norr and he subsequently actually only made two more films as director. Legendary couple with Simon Yam and Chingmyauk, uh, which was pretty decent, like a um, natural-born killers light to an extent, I mm. suppose, without the social commentary and stuff like that. But uh, you know, you had, had some, yeah, you had some cool violence. Might have been category free as well, and yes. and his third movie was Girls Gang, one of those plentiful you've gone wrong dramas uh, that came out in the 90s and um, and often used the category 3 rating the, not many of them were good kind of the best one is a movie called spacked out directed by Lawrence Lau, came out in 1998 also rated category 3 but not the sheep exploitation movie it was kind of a good drama in that regard uh, peter is still an active dop he has also acted on occasion most notably he played the editor in the um in Viva Erotica, where Derek Yee co-directed the behind-the-scenes look at category three movies, and this was the movie starring Leslie Cheung, and Shu Kei was the supporting actress in that one, and she won uh, I think one or two awards for that movie. She plays a a porn star, obviously, but uh, it's a very good role for her. Elvis Choi is really good in that movie, playing playing a category three actor. And, and and i think it's a movie worth checking out for us because there are like two or three movies on this theme behind the scenes of the category three movie uh, temptation summary 2 and viva erotica could be two that we can pair together and um and viva erotica uh, is uh definitely worth looking at it's good, good fun uh, peter is also an actor in a f- in infernal affairs 2. he was one of the gangster bosses that got systematically taken out uh Um, you see them several times sitting around um, a hot pot or a mahjong table in in infernal affairs 2 and uh, there's a plot that francis's character kind of sets in motion so eventually he is killed Uh, he sits at the same table as arthur wong who plays another gangster boss arthur wong is actually also another veteran cinematographer so they gathered at least two cinematographers around that little table and and got them to act as well And, and for peter i mean his face is really suited for character acting and he, he has been doing triad flicks and what have you so um the talented cinematographer occasional actor and uh, that's all that's all uh good actually uh, sex and zen came out after erotic ghost story too actually and uh, peter worked on that as well he was the uh, co- um he was the co cinematographer on erotic ghost story mm-hmm. was sole cinematographer on sex and zen and it's no surprise that uh that Sex and Zen looks the way it does, because Peter has a sharp eye for erotica and fantastical imagery and and goofy imagery as well. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm very glad to see his name attached to to a classic like Sex and Zen. It definitely works uh, works as a beautiful and nutty piece of work as well. <laughs> and and as I said, both erotic Ghost Story 1 and 2 came out before Sex and Zen, but Niva has kind of reached that s- s- uh, that level of Sex and Sen, okay. and, and f- for good reason. I mean, I think uh, S- Sex and Sen is uh, kind of in a league, uh, in a league of its own. But the Rotten Ghost Story deserves a mention alongside all of this because it came before, and uh, it, they they weren't too shabby neither of them, especially the first, which is I don't know if you remember this or knew this, but it's uh, it, it's uh, story beats are very much like uh, the Witches of Eastwick,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, So uh, we, which I rewatched before that director's series. Uh, uh, because I was afraid my memory was possibly wrong about that fact but it was very clear that um, it's uh, it uses that template it copies a few scenes as well uh, and when I rewatched Witches of Eastwick it was such a blast I haven't seen that in uh, 15 years maybe uh, I don't know
0: if I've ever actually seen the full movie know I've seen bits and pieces like I know the ending I've seen uh. mm. But yeah, I haven't It's ever seen it. I, I recommend
1: it. It's a, it's, um, it's a pretty strong movie, actually, and a fun movie. I mean, it was rated R back in the day, and it deserves that. I thought it was more, uh, slightly tamer in my mind. Uh, yeah, but but uh, it's pretty rated R for language and uh, hor- horrific imagery. I mean, there, there is some I... horror stuff.
0: Didn't Jack Nicholson's, like, face start melting
1: or something at the end? Like... I mean, he, mu- he mutates into his true form. Uh, uh, so, okay. um... And, and yeah. So, uh, Spoiler also- alert!
0: Yes. <laughs> Killed it for everybody, sorry. Ah,
1: well, well, what does that say about Witches of Week? No, the entire story beats on... Based on my two sentences. We know <laughs> every nook and cranny of that movie, so... Don't worry about that. Watch it, it's fun. Um... What i to, to tell you the ending of Seven. <laughs> What's in the box? What's in the box? In the MTV parody of that, um, <laughs> Will, uh, William Shatner was in the boxes. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. Anyway, back to erotic ghost story two. First of all, we'd like a we all we all would like a brief opinion from you, Joshua, before we discuss in depth about various stuff. Uh, I I don't think if if I were to say something for you before you say your opinion, I don't think you've seen anything quite like a Rotti Ghost Story too.
0: <laughs> Who you know few have, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I was you know I think I sent you a message during uh, the midst of my watch. Like you know, it's a very peculiar movie. I'll definitely say that. And uh, I, I you know I had mixed emotions halfway through it, but. uh by the end of the movie, I do think that it's a pretty solid little uh, guess—you'd call it a romp, you
1: know. Yeah, and I—I uh, I mean, we we will go into it, but and you don't really um, acknowledge it now, anyway. So I'll, I'll actually uh, touch a little b- bit upon why it's quite unique because it's a visual, stunning mm-hmm. piece of fantasy erotica from this era. It yes. plays in a league of its own on on that level. Uh, and it's really the closest this genre has come to being true naughty art house, uh, right. because it is abstract. It really focuses on being visually stunning at some time uh, during some sections of the film, but not the uh, abstract though, because uh, we, we we get the story beats and the experience is often terrific. Uh, the elements in here are very crazy and hypnotic. Uh, the midsection section does kind of, it loses some momentum in the mid section, but. I agree. It rebounds uh, during the end, and uh, this happens when uh, Iron will like uh, like a first third of the movie. Let's say re- quite quite a bit. You know, it's impossible to keep up, and unexpectedly, oh, Peter Peter kind of loses momentum for a bit, and then rebounds. So, mm-hmm. uh, we start with um, a recap of uh, what kind of went on in a Ghost Story One. Uh, a, a narrator kind of tells the story again but expands on it a little bit more not that they wrote the ghost story one was unclear but we are seeing a, uh, a kind of clearer uh, we are hearing a, a clearer like a uh, sense of uh, who Wu Tung or Wu Dong was you know his attempts at consuming the fairies in the first movie the three fairies that were trying to become human but uh, his uh, the threat of him um, kind of made them Almost revert into their uh, fox, uh, fox uh, state, yeah, because they are <laughs> fox spirit, I suppose. Uh, um, Foxy, yes, indeed. Uh, so he's there to tempt and to consume. So um, uh, that, that that was actually you know, um, I appreciated that. It was not a bad thing. It was fun to get a little recap of various footage from uh, from. Um, From the first movie. And uh, Wu-Tong was obviously physically destroyed in that form in the first movie. But he's still a threat, we realize. And uh, we also realize the following. And here's the first tangent on uh, visual stuff. That Lumb Night Choice movie was an above average looking and shot movie. I mean, parts of it looks really drab and crap because it's set during daytime. But there are some sets that are really, really cool. And some set pieces that are really, really cool. Uh, but we realize we're getting an upgrade here because we see Anthony Wong and his loved one, you know, the spirit that he consumed and kind of loved. We see them in the rain. There's romance in the air. Uh, there's uh, tongue kissing and there's tongue uh, tongues uh, tongues on eyeballs. <laughs> and uh, this is cr- this is done. I mean, uh, it's uh, it's supposed to be romantic. It's kind of crazy. We're like, what The hell is that a thing? It turns Mm -hmm. out maybe not in 1990, when the hell was this movie released, 1991, but certainly now, because Joshua has done his research on eye-snogging, so explain (laughs) to us what the crazy, what what those crazy persons in Asia are doing uh, doing with their time.
0: (laughs) Eye-snogging, I like that uh yeah no this isn't like uh this is something that I've actually run into recently uh I don't know if it's a new fetish. it probably isn't you know we we run into like new fetishes every you know other month and it seems like uh it's something new, but it something that can probably be traced back to like the you know fourteen hundreds or whatever mm-hmm. but yeah, apparently, I know in Japan it's kind of big uh, I think they're doing you know a lot of a v videos and stuff of it, of course they would, but um. Yeah, ocular linctus, I believe, is like the professional term or what have you for it. But uh, you want me to read this little blurb here about
1: Absolutely. it? Absolutely, I want to be educated. Okay, <laughs> and I know audiences would like as well.
0: Yeah, ocular is the uh, act of licking a partner's eyeball for sexual arousal. While the practice is somewhat rare, it is predominantly fe- a female one. That is, more women want to do it than men. In the rarest of cases, women have been documented uh, that need to lick the eyeball of their lover in order to achieve orgasm. The origin of this kink is not clear, though it seems the attraction of licking a lover's eyeball is the trust and intimacy implied. Uh, should you like to try it, remember that direct uh, contact to the iris might be significantly more awkward or painful than licking the side of the eyeball. One should remember to deliberately rinse their mouth in water and not, uh, so as not to transfer spice or citrus or other painful foodstuffs to the eyeball. Also of note, oral herpes can be transferred through the eye. So, let <laughs> well, that be a warning to all you out there going and licking your boyfriend or girlfriend's eyeball.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, wow, well, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. I had, I had something uh, something snappy I wanted to say and then I just got lost in that Wow. Wow, not that I necessarily would like it done to me, but uh, uh, it, it's hard to be spontaneous when there's actually you know hygiene to uh, hygiene rules to kind of follow just for comfort. So it's hard to be spontaneous. Like <laughs> I want to do this. Well, five steps first, and then you can come back in. I'm like, oh, man.
0: <laughs> well, man, all right. My girlfriend would punch me if I tried to sit there and lick her eyeball. But you yeah, know, it, it's kind of funny, you know. Punch you in, in, in the eye. eye. <laughs> punch me in a black mind. But uh, it's kind of a tangent, but, like, you know, I'm in, you know, nursing school and whatever, and uh, we had to actually dissect an eyeball Mm -hmm. uh, a few months ago and stuff like that. And I tell you, the eye, man, I mean, unless they sat there and uh, boiled them suckers and got them hard or something like that, the eyeball is actually a lot more durable than you would really think. Mm -hmm. You know, having to cut through that thing, you know, it takes a certain amount. With a razor-sharp knife, I'm having to apply it pretty hard amount of pressure you know mm-hmm. especially toward the back of the eyeball and stuff so you know even though you know i know how kind of hard one of those things are you know i don't even think i could sit there and do uh well, contact lenses it's it freaks me out so bad to think about touching my eyeball mm.
1: i i i came over that i have contact lenses so uh, i i but you you overcome that uh, after a while but uh, but it is unusual it's not natural to to because you're sensitive, obviously, and uh, it's not natural to poke around in there, especially not with your finger, and uh, and, and you think of the hygiene to an extent. That you don't want to be, uh, you don't don't want to be any, you know, uh, pain or annoyance with your arms or, or what have you. So, uh, but uh, but very cool. We're educated. Uh, on that note, I mean, uh, m- my question to to myself when I wrote uh, the the notes when I realized that uh, it is going for such a visual. Spectacle because it really is. Uh, I mean, do you? F- I, I guess my point is: Do you think uh, Peter Nor managed to combine, you know, sufficient storytelling with this hard on for uh, for the visuals uh, at the same time? Uh, what were your thoughts on on that in an overall sense?
0: That particular scene, or just? Like uh, well, in was. an
1: overall sense, but uh, um, because uh, it's all throughout the movie, almost mm-hmm. with that uh, th- those visual touches. So.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a lot of like beautiful lighting in the film in particular, and uh, I was slightly reminded of like something kind of uh, Japanese to a, to an effect, you know, especially a lot of their art house type movies from the seventies and what have you. Some like uh, obvious sets, but you know sets which are like decorated in such a, like a sparse and like beautiful way. Mm-hmm. And, like, I got that, especially, like, the first 20 minutes of this movie in particular, where I think it this, the first 20 minutes and then the final probably 30 minutes of the movie, they kind of, like, um, are filled with just, like, visual cues and just, um, you know, amazingly just out there stuff, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, it's the middle part that kind of goes into, like, regular things. But, like, the first 20 minutes of this, which is, like, all exposition, you know, 20, mm-hmm. we don't really, we don't even meet the main characters until 20 minutes into this movie. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of threw me off. And that could also be part of just the director doing something different, you know, but, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it the, there's a lot of just, uh, crazy visuals and mm-hmm. stuff during the early part of the movie for sure.
1: And I, am personally, I'm on board, but I'm not really, um, able to explain what, explain why I think it's cool. Why I think, yeah, I, I, I slotted in the art house, uh, You know, pile or whatever. It just is very compelling uh, the way Peter shoots this movie uh, alongside another cinematographer. I'm gonna name drop that gentleman, Tony Fan. Fan Chun Lam. Um, And I'm most curious if that director has done anything here anything of note uh, uh anything similar to this and no he hasn't he was one of the cinematographers on snake in the monkey's shadow so a guy oh. that was there and worked well with uh, peter who was obviously directing at the same time and probably needed to be relieved a little bit of uh, his uh, dop duties And that we got. so the rhythm is therefore right in terms of the visuals here it's really beautiful and really kind of hypnotic and mesmerizing as we see this uh this montage of uh, wudong's uh, you know loving times uh, as we explained uh, you know including uh, including kissing the eyeball
0: (laughs) yeah and during that uh, you know there's that shot just like i love the whole you know two or three shots where um we see the basically our main protagonist being born or what have you and she has the mark on her that glows and stuff like that Mm -hmm. that whole scenes like shot and like that you know, category three type blue that you know just covers the screen, and it's everything's lit by candlelight, and it's during a storm. It's Very you know compelling stuff. visually.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and they, 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 this is effort. I mean, it is really <clears> it stands out, and I, I've watched my fair share, obviously, and this still stands out as a, a very unique experience, a, a, a different, more, I, I would say, more thought out uh, tactic in terms of how to approach the storytelling, because a lot of it is non-verbal, it's just, uh, part, it's just atmosphere, really, uh, sometimes, and uh, especially this, this opening, uh, is, uh, we, we get stuff, we, we get it, but uh, it's not traditional uh, as such, you know. Uh, of note, we get cameos by Amy Yip and Man from the first movie, and they are the same characters, They're, we get two of the fairies back, uh, therefore the Japanese actress of the first one wasn't invited back or didn't want to do it, uh, uh, or maybe busy. Uh, but they, what what they what their role is here is that they 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 still chase you know Wu uh, they chase away this kind of uh, <laughs> this kind of lust <laughs> from mankind. You know his kind of lust, Wudong's lust, can't be inflicted upon uh, mankind. So they have to, uh, uh, yep, yeah, they have to make some some choices in that regard. And you have some beautiful like background foreground action here. You know he shoots these two ladies in the in the foreground, and you get. Uh, the sacrificial uh, virgin um, on a cross in the background—it just looks very well. There's layers to this frame, and I know there've been layers before, but I, I still feel this stands out a lot more than uh, compared to a lot of the fantasy erotic at the time. Uh, so uh, that—that's really, really cool. And the—the uh, the, it's gorgeous, but also sinister. Uh, this, especially this, uh, these twenty, thirty first uh, minutes of the movie, because. As we said, the way they set up this world is uh, that there's a yearly sacrifice, sacrifice to the god. They they can't get rid of him, and that's kind of um that that is kind of disturbing and sinister because we get this also this long, uh, long like uh, dance and uh, the whole um, the whole process, the whole ceremony we we go through, and uh, it, it's it, he manages to paint a very. Um, Kind of dark world, I think, uh, Peter. Right. Uh, and and uh, to become a sex slave is not like a very gay <laughs> proposition in in this world, you know.
0: You're almost a zombie of sorts, or just uh, forced to do his bidding for eternity or what have you. Mm. It seems to be. Uh,
1: did, did, did you feel that? Uh, did, did you feel that as well to to some degree uh, that it uh, that it was effective uh, effectively dark or? Or, or as a matter of fact, you kept snickering at the way Anthony Wong looks throughout the movie? Or <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, it's a little bit of both. You know, Anthony Wong, which I'm, we've, we are going to talk about. Anthony Wong is... gay, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and uh, his, you know, attire in the film is in, just insane. And it's all over the top, but, you know... Even even when he's being this uh, this overtly just like a character or whatever a caricature almost of uh, a villain or whatever, at the same time he is a snarling beast. Yes. So you you have to acknowledge that, and you have to acknowledge what that character is, and you know what his intentions are, and like he has no redeeming qualities almost. It would seem, you mm-hmm. know, whatsoever. He's just this uh, character who wants to just. Rape and plunder, and that's yeah, about con- it.
1: Yeah, consume. It, it's a real, mm-hmm. it's really about like devouring, uh, which yeah. is more disturbing yeah. than uh, they're usually in in these movies. Uh, it's always it's always cool because if you post a still of Anthony Wong, it can look silly, but within oh. the vision, uh, because yeah. of his acting and Peter's uh, visual touches, it. it I wasn't scared necessarily, but definitely wasn't laughing at it. I think it's very compelling that that it doesn't have much dialogue either. It's just that uh, beast. and uh, it, it might have felt silly shooting, but it it, it comes off as a pretty pretty unique. And, uh, and, and at times, uh, the, the world is, as I said, created as this dark and scary world that is it's just in uh, in a loop, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it happens yearly. Uh, it's almost a lottery, it seems like, uh, you know who who's gonna get it next year, and they 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 the people in the village, you know, they they even joke about this kind of because it has led to that. You know, you'll be picked next by Wudong. Uh, but it's not silly. It's just part of their lives, unfortunately, at this point. So, and uh, so, so I I like that the template is actually very unusually um, effective and thought out and um, probably methodical as well because it takes a while, I think, to to create this. I mean, you don't set up and shoot and wish for the best yeah. <laughs> considering how this uh comes out so <laughs> um we got a lead that i don't know too much about sharine chan but uh what a g- uh, gorgeous uh, gorgeous mm-hmm. look and uh, gorgeous costume and gorgeous makeup choices she's um uh, she's given and she, she she is pretty good i particularly like the um where, when she's picked for sacrifice, her mm-hmm. kind of resigned look, uh, uh, which is an extension of what I talked about with this world and all of that.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, she's not known to me, but she she's, uh, was part of the Cinema City uh, youth pool, part of in the eighties, where she was put in movies like uh, one of the Happy Ghost movies, I believe. So, um, mm-hmm. just like one of the. Uh, Women in that youth pool, Loletta Lee, she, she tried to do Cat 3 at least this once. And my memory is so fucking short that I can't remember if, she was n- if Sharon Chan was nude in this movie. But she must have been at one point. Must it was, have been. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it <laughs> Who is, wasn't? It, yeah, I mean, been. it is actually easy to lose track because it's there, there's so much in this movie. Well, like the, the, like the,
0: the, You know, my, one of my notes here is like, uh, what is it, in the first two minutes of the movie... Uh, giant you know, sweaty bouncing boobs, <laughs> and there's what, like, four sets of boobs in like the opening shot, plus an up-close beaver shot, you know. Uh, <laughs> the movie opens with, like, six boobs in your face, plus, you know, beaver, and you're like, whoa. You know, from there on out, it's nudity left and right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, and also, by the way, on Sharon uh, Chan, she's got a Joey Wong quality about her, even though no one can ever match uh, Joey Wong, but... Um... I, I like the way she comes uh, comes off and uh, and the whole uh, trek gear towards that sacrifice, which ends with her being saved. I and mean, here's where the movie kind of, you know, changes, of course. And uh, do you want to talk about why you weren't as on board in, let's say, the middle section when it starts to kind of set aside Anthony Wong and focus more on these characters and the regular narrative?
0: Mm, you know, the thing is, like, my personal experience with the movie, it's like... Uh... It's told in a very uh, different kind of... I would even say, you know, abstract fashion. Just the fact that the first 20 minutes of the movie is all just exposition, you know, to explaining the Wudong character and, you know, why he does this and that and whatever. You know, and a, a you know, painfully long, you know, scene of him just, like, you know, being molesting some chick inside of his, uh, whatever, his the Wudong cave... But um, yeah, then, then after that, finally, we meet this character, and you know, everything before that was just, you know, colors and lighting, and just, a, you know, inside of a cave and interior lighting, and everything was, you know, done in a slightly more uh, artistic way, and then we get to meet her, and there's a lot of shots that are outside, and there's just a lot of a lot more exposition, but dealing with her character, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, meeting her two friends, well, one of them to become her future lover, the hunky guy, Uh, you know, and all that it does, it just kind of slows down the pace. And you're kind of, you know, at least I, you know, first time viewer, I'm watching it and kind of thrown off by, you know, what had come before at 20 minutes of that. And then we're into this and it's like, well, where's this going to end up going? Hmm. And then finally the movie has to slowly sit there and build your confidence in it back up, Mm -hmm. you know? And then by the time you finally on board with it, then we move into the basically the dramatic showdown and what have you, mm. and I'm able to get back on it. But yeah, like the daylight shooting and just kind of the more mundane side of things, just it does, it slows everything down mm. to almost a crawl.
1: That, that, that look is kind of one of the faults of a rotting ghost story as well, because it doesn't really, I mean, they're beautifully made up, these women and all of that, and those <laughs> long flowing garments and what have you, but in, in daylight it does not look very good. It looks like, okay... Yeah go to the new territories, get dressed, I'll, I'll shoot some stuff, and uh, boom, you're in the cinema. <laughs> you know, it, it it it's not that cheap, but it's, um, you know, compared to what we got, it, it definitely is a step down. And uh, it, the point here is that the Wudong got injured uh, and definitely needs to heal himself, you know, and growl and sit there. And rah, rah, rah. Uh, so le- before we kind of move on, and maybe talk of the showdown and all of that, we, we can't avoid speaking specifics about the, car- uh, the character design of uh, wudong it was obviously in, in the hair in the, uh, in, the in his uh, little kind of he-man shorts or whatever i don't I remember but 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 the main, the main the main the main the main the main the main feature that anyone will remember from uh, the wudong costume and this was not part of a roti ghost story either uh, wudong has a a, a tail uh, shaped like a penis therefore he has a cocktail and uh, I'm not going to say anything about that. I want to hear. Uh, I want to hear your just your general spontaneous. What did you think of that?
0: <laughs>
1: what did I think of that? <laughs> and what did you think of this? You, you know, it, it, it's a new segment. What did you yeah. think of that,
0: Joshua? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: it's and it's alive too. The tail is obviously alive. You know, it's not limp. It, said, it is well, not limp. It live. is it not limp. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is very much a part of him, believe me, uh, and he puts it to use too. He does. Uh, what did I think of that? I thought it was spectacular. I thought <laughs> uh, prosthetic effects were brilliant. And uh, it the...
1: looks pretty good. I mean, it's not yeah. complex, but you know, it doesn't look like. You, you can't see the silver, it's not like you can see it attached with silver tape to Anthony's costume or anything. It's part, it's part of a pretty solid design here. You know, Well, you know,
0: I, when I first saw it and everything like that, well, I didn't put together like, oh yeah, it's going to be a penis, you know what I'm saying? When I, when I saw it, even I though I it doesn't look, does look very phallic, but there's a threesome that uh, Anthony Wong has in the film, and uh, whilst he's handling one girl in front of him, you know, his tail pops out, <laughs> and uh, the other girl kind of grabs it. You know, and makes a you know a jerking motion or whatever on it. And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> that's we are going there." I got gotcha. I know and,
1: Ken probably got that three reels ago. I just got <laughs> it, but now we're on. Now we're in sync again. Me and Ken.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, they proceed to. I mean. But doesn't he fucking like
1: person. roar when when one of the girls touches it as well? Or that's maybe that's just you know maybe that's a positive thing. But when, when she it touches she it, it's...
0: Uh, well, because Anthony Wong does. That's all Anthony Wong almost does in this movie. Does he have any lines? He probably a has few a few here and there. Uh, but it, primarily, it's him. Like, my God, you know this movie. I would love to actually hear The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema Podcast uh, take a look at this one because Anthony Wong's costume is just something that they would love. Mm-hmm. You know, it's they, leather. They do
1: like to discuss clothes, I know that. You know, khakis <laughs> they, and stuff. But take on, you know, tackle this, gentlemen. <laughs> I want to hear oh, this. Oh, they would
0: love it. Uh, I mean, Anthony Wong's character looks like he just stepped out of some 1980s glam metal music video. You know, uh, except painted white.
1: I'm Anthony Wong!
0: <laughs> Anthony Wong is gonna rock your body! <laughs> and, and that's precisely what he does. Lots of rocking, lots of bodies.
1: But he, and still, they managed, in, in an overall sense, Peter and the creators, to, to maintain kind of a scary aura to him. And, and mm-hmm. obviously, it's a, it's a Anthony uh, deserves a credit. I mean, this dream sequence that, that turns out to be. Um, a real thing that he has in his sex hell. Uh, there's a brief dream sequence where it, it looks like he's uh, raping two women and sliding them around in a, a, a little puddle of blood, you know, a little pool of yeah, blood. Yeah, that's
0: creepy as hell.
1: I think it's supposed to be when all is said and done, uh, candle wax, because uh, or wax of yeah. some kind, because he he, he like uh, he, uh, traps people in co- like wax, red wax cocoons at the end of the film hey. as well.
0: You want to describe what makes the scene even creepier when it goes further?
1: Um, now my memory is short, so you you okay. just lead with that. <laughs>
0: uh, I forget exactly how it ends up happening, but he splits the girl in
1: half—one
0: mm-hmm. of the girl he's having sex with—and he proceeds to continue raping her top, her bottom, while the top half of her is also still alive.
1: Wow, it's a Serbian film only twelve years old. <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> well i i mean it, it, it is rather scary uh, actually so that we, we'll go into that finale without spoiling anything but i, I want to mention a real like flaw here a, a real like big sloppy moment what happened there uh there's like an, um, a um a village massacre of some kind at one point in the movie and there's wind and stuff and there's police sirens on the soundtrack <laughs>
0: did, did you hear, hear those
1: I was "Wee, wee, wee. Uh, Unmistakably, it's not like a, the village has like a horn set up somewhere, you know. It's actually lifted from like a t- uh, take. Uh, oh, here's a Ringo lamb movie on VCD. <laughs> you know, mm. let's let's take City on Fire and put the you know, the sounds in in this movie from that. It's it, it it you you can't confuse it with anything else. It's like, come on, man, what do you do? <laughs>
0: I'm gonna have to go back and watch now. Yeah, it's like
1: a mid movie. Uh, it's a fairly short sequence, but there's all windy in the village, and everybody's running
0: around. And uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I know that sequence that where they're escaping into the um,
1: mountains or what have you. I think, uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So uh, ch- check that out. That I was like, hey, hey. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> it, it's not, it, it is dark and sinister this movie, as we said, but we we do get some 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 goofy detours. We have like uh, one of the um, uh, the. Let's say the people who might uh, aid in um, defeating Wudong is uh, either a dwarf or a little person who is... Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, uh, he's a spinning, flaming dwarf or little person uh, who helps <laughs> because he has that power as well. So you get some uh, some wire action in that regard, which is, uh, you know, why why, why not? I, I wasn't taken out of it at all.
0: Exactly. Why not?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so when you get to the finale, there, there is some two distinct stuff, things. I mean, it's very memorable. You can just look at it because the details everywhere. Uh, so, I mean, it might it's somewhat laughable, somewhat not. But uh, in at this point, uh, Sharon Chan's uh, man has been caught in ice. He's uh, he's oh, captured in ice, and mm. while she's uh, uh, warming the ice up with her uh, body heat, which is uh, mm. kind of a neat little odd and goofy but uh, also why not kind of moment they, they don't like take like a big weapon to 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 the eyes uh, to the eyes or anything you know an axe or sword they, she just uses her body heat and while you know Wu Dong is, isn't attacking her because uh, he's uh, distracted uh, by uh, by someone else and there's this um, some other woman uh, and <laughs> she it's a very weird sequence do you know what sequence I'm talking about the lion mm-hmm. versus cat sequence
0: uh, Land versus cat. Well, well
1: Between... when, 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 when they're standing uh, towards the shower and growling and towards the shower, yes. Okay, yes, Rarrr. that too. Very peculiar. Yes. Um, I mean, I I liked it, but it's 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 it goes on and is very odd, but then ends up in in water. So I'll I'll, I'll just spare spare you listeners the details and let you let out whatever notes you have about that that confrontation, that animalistic yeah, I... confrontation.
0: Yeah, I didn't understand. Like, uh, the woman is um. Our protagonist is like her male lead sister, basically. Mm-hmm. I guess she mm-hmm. is. I guess. She oh is. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and um, I, she's not like hyped up throughout the movie as having any kind of powers or, you know, having studying any kind of like animal style kung fu or anything like that. Just it's something that just just comes out of nowhere, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, what also makes that scene great is the fact that like. <laughs> the blinking eyes and the movement of uh our male protagonist as he's locked in the ice or what have you
1: yeah
0: he's <laughs> constantly moving inside of it oh, yeah i can't help but laugh at that i love the little goofy things like that
1: and, and then they end up on the water as i said uh continue that uh, oh. a- animal end fight you know and uh <laughs> I don't know, it's so unusual and so peculiar and they don't do anything for the largest of times. They they are animals, you know, they're just sizing each other up and Wudong mm-hmm. is distracted to that degree that, he, you know, he, he'd rather do that than he isn't aware of what's going on behind him, essentially. And, yeah,
0: it's a fairly, I mean, it, underwater shoots are always a pain in the butt and this one looks like it's just as much of a pain, you know. They, they do spend a decent amount of time and you know it was uncomfortable and just uh, another... Thing that Anthony Wong goes through in this movie and uh, still comes out smelling like roses despite, you know, probably being a just a very... Because, like, it's a brave uh, performance by Wong. You know, he does show off a decent amount of skin and uh, has threesomes and licks eyeballs and... Well,
1: poor, poor has... him, poor him and his threesomes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I mean, uh, you ain't about to put me naked in the cover, you know, on TV or anything like that, so... Yeah and uh I was I was thinking of that one shot where um he's receiving oral in the movie and uh he, he's in this very awkward pose of like laying half on his side while completely nude. Yep. Yeah. And the girl like uh puts her head over his crotch or whatever and he sits there leaning back while making his growling noises. <sighs> Mm-hmm. I... I like that, <laughs> and show, it. but I mean, it's you know entirely his entire body. So, and you know, for the ladies out there, or fellas who uh like their Anthony Wong a little bit more than you know I do, check this one out.
1: Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, so we we do recommend it. I I just want to mention one thing that I forgot to mention uh, in when 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 the movie kind of. Uh, Takes a step away from the, the wudong, as we explained. That there are some sex scenes here, and some good-looking sex scenes, and some goofier sex scenes, like, like you know, like, like a freeway and a lesbian scene, and uh, some swing is involved Play. as well.
0: There's that uh, three-way bubbles, way scene. and bubbles as well. <laughs> There's that three-way scene that goes on forever. Yeah, uh, between in um, such a random scene too between this. Uh, zombie basically from Wudong who stumbles upon that house and just has sex with the two people that live there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, it starts off as a lesbian zine and then the husband like jumps in naked and we see his ass and the music starts playing womp, 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 or whatever it's like it's
1: it's dude. very like a calypso music at some point <laughs> you know it's very like uh, it's not really sexy right now you know?
0: no not at all and uh that scene just goes on for about i'm gonna say probably 10 minutes of time mm, maybe yeah
1: so th- th- there is some padding although peter wanted to shoot it differently that, that that's still padding to me and that that's not necessarily good but it, it's it, it's it's a cool it's a cool follow-up to A Ghost Story*. I mean, uh, no one expected this out of uh, that category-free trend, and it shows that Peter Nor had um, had a vision that was very unusual. And and you know, honestly, today in twenty thirteen, it's not something that me or King who has seen extensively since then. You know, what I mean, ten or more other movies like it. Uh, it. It stands as a pretty unique exercise in. Essentially, if you want to be really basic about it, essentially, as I said, the closer we get to category three erotica as uh, art in at least in the 90s. I mean I mean we got uh, we got splendid looking erotica before uh, in, in at Shaw Brothers and what have you and, uh, and uh, director whole fans work always was uh, very splendid in that regard. but th- this is uh, you know art and, and goofy and crazy at the same time in a kind of hypnot- hypnotic way too. Uh, so, so I I fairly recommend it actually. The, the the weaknesses are there, but there the is it to overcome as well. And um, the, despite the padding, the movie isn't isn't terribly long uh, overall anyway. So
0: yeah, I completely agree. Excellent.
1: Uh, on availability, uh, it's been out there on VCD and Laserdisc, I'm sure. But I know mainly of the with uh, now out of print DVDs though that Universe put out. They put out some pretty good looking DVDs of these these movies. Uh, uh, they, uh, those rights ended up at Joy Sales a few years ago, who put out the entire trilogy on DVD and VCD as well. But they are not printing their legendary collection anymore, so th- these are actually out of print again, unfortunately. Uh, so, um, uh, so availability has been good, but uh, not currently. So ch- check out used uh, copies if you can find them towards with worst comes to worst. Or if you don't need English subtitles and you know Cantonese, or no, Japanese, uh, there's a box set of them released in Japan. So uh, they're out there, and I don't know if they're necessarily better print-wise than the uh, sales versions, but um, the box sets seem very affordable, um, considering Japanese DVD prices are usually quite high. Uh, so, uh, and, and this will apply to Rotty Ghost Story 3, actually, the, the, the same stuff I just said, in terms of availability. Um, so that's it. We are taking a break and we are looking at the erotic ghost story 3. A very, different, uh, a very different erotic ghost story compared to the first ones. Uh, <clears throat> definitely. So uh, new, new movie, new director. After the break. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Erotic Ghost Story. Free the re- review of that particular movie, and uh, we took our plot this time around from Love H K. Film a kind of semi-serious plot, and I thought it's it was fitting because I'm I'm only kind of semi semi into this movie too, so I, I think it's a fair plot. Uh, it stars Pauline Chan as a ghost slash woman who falls for some guy played by Kenny Wong. <laughs> that Koso's cool, plot, you know. It's very thought out. I mean, he, he's great. Yeah. Co- co- okay. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So he falls, uh, falls for some guy who falls prey to the dark side or something like that. Uh, actual quote, too like a chinese ghost story our hero ends up hanging uh, ends up hanging with lots of ghosts in the woods unfortunately his soul or something will be stolen so <laughs> stolen. <laughs> okay <laughs> try, yeah. try and do that again unfortunately his soul or something will be stolen so he must be freed with the help of a wacky monk who is played by a riotously famous ugly guy Shin Fui on I think that's a very fair plot. It's not bad writing. That that's that's how Koso wanted it to come. Not
0: very fair, come to up. Fu on, I, don't know.
1: I mean, he is—you know—his nickname was like big nose or big ugly, and he kind of—he—I you know, I don't think he minded. At least not after a while. So. Um,
0: okay. Yeah. He's not conventionally handsome.
1: Nope.
0: You know. But, but, but he—he
1: he is fantastic, though. Everybody loves Fu on, So. Uh, that and,
0: talent, man—that's what's going to draw the ladies. and I know it did.
1: Yeah. In, in his lifetime maybe it didn't i don't know too much about his uh, private life so there you go player. <laughs> 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 uh, that's a wonderful memory to have now that shing for unfortunately not is uh, he's not with us anymore he died a few years ago yeah um last movie he did i think was this uh, uk um, uh, uk action movie bodyguard a new beginning it mm. was saying that it was partly set in hong kong so uh, uh, so it's all good. Uh, this is an unrelated sequel, Erotic Ghost Story 3. It's helmed by genre veteran Ivan Lai, who, uh, late 80s, debuted with this solid police academy drama called Thank You, Sir. Danny Lee was in it, and Xing Foyon. He also made the classic Blue Jean Monster, starring Xing Foyon, who uh, stars as a, as a resurrected cop in this very wacky, creative, and almost heartfelt um, action horror movie um have you seen blue Gene monster do you know that no do, it sounds do, like a porno do do it as soon as you can it's so yeah, cr- yeah it's wonderful actually and uh Fu fion made a uh, good use of uh his uh, brief time as a lead in hong kong movies uh so um uh ivan lai subsequently also made the two daughter of darkness movies so he made the imp in 1996 with diana pang dan and um uh, quite a creative director they got plenty of darkness out of him uh at this time, you know, in sufficient ways during this category-free run, even even past the, this golden era of 92-94, he he made some good stuff because *The Imp* is a pretty solid, creepy movie with the well-endowed Diana Pangdam. Yeah, thinking who called her like a sluttier a meep or something like that. I don't know. Whoa. I don't know <laughs> where that came from, but uh, she she she's well endowed and all of that stuff. So. Uh, Ivan is currently not an active director in movies anyway, so. It's kind of a short uh, filmography in that regard. Uh, so that, that that's pretty much the background. Let's move on to the movie and uh, in short, erotic ghost story free. Is is there a yay attached to this, at least partly for you? Or what do you think?
0: Partly. you know, it it's certainly it's serviceable. <laughs> it's watchable. <laughs> yes. But um, yeah, a lot of the fun and excitement of part two for me is kind of drained out of the movie as it kind of enters into a slightly slightly more conventional, you know, story mode. And uh, it, it's almost like uh, uh, erotic Alice in Wonderland of sorts, you know. Character goes into this adventurous world and almost doesn't make it back. But then, you know, at, towards the end of the movie, it's just back and forth between the worlds and stuff like that. And mm. it's just... It's, it doesn't. Really, it didn't really draw me in quite like uh, the sequel did. Uh, the source sequel did. There's
1: certainly elements to talk of here, and we, we will uh, some highlights uh, stuff here, mostly involving Shing Fuyon. Actually, uh, for my for my mind as well, if it's lower budget and almost standard in feeling. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's perhaps due to you obviously comparing comparing a Rotti Ghost Story three to the other ones in the series. series right. But, uh, you know, to be fair, Ivan like some stunning and creative stuff here uh, every now and again, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but it's largely also a light and supernatural romp. Though it's uh, it doesn't take itself very seriously, and um, and some of the sights and elements are classic. Uh, problem though, part um, among other things, is that Lie and crew are a bit too much in love with shooting sex scenes, uh, uh, sufficiently looking but way too long sex scenes, including one <laughs> at the very end. <laughs> so. Um, I don't know. It's it's it, uh, this movie could have been redu- uh, reduced actually. Um, uh, so you, you you get a sense that this uh, is a bit more of an ordinary movie. You recognize certain elements uh, right from the bat, like this is a world, period world where there's it's full of loud and exaggerated and uh, raping characters. You know, characters uh, will turn into rapists uh, pretty quickly, and they oh, yeah. probably are. You know. And uh, we don't get that unique eye of Peter nor anymore, but uh, the sta- standard but also solid look uh, that, uh, when all is said and done, this movie is renowned for its craziness. And, and I guess it starts with a tiny Xing Fu Um so, so, so I guess why not talk about Xing Fu On? You know, in general, mm-hmm. uh, you. You, you're a fan in general, you know who he is, oh, I suppose. But what do oh, you yeah. think of him as uh, more of a pronounced supporting actor rather than like a gangster coming in and shouting like he usually does in his movies? being well, well, yeah, a wacky like, monk.
0: He's such a great heavy, and then you see him in this, and like, wow, you know, he's like an over-the-top, spastic, comedic character. And, uh, yeah, he, he's the saving grace of the entire movie, really. I mean, I don't know, it could just be, you know that you used to see him in other things and to see him in this and he's great in it and everything like that just makes it that much better but uh yeah i just i love this character in this movie he's just uh his silly wig and
1: uh and a pretty <laughs> consistent big uh, jokes yeah and a pretty big bald spot as well so uh, oh, it's a, God, it's a yeah. wig in a bald spot <laughs> And any 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 first scene is uh, him as uh, tiny, and then he uh, then he stands next to a lamp, and that lamp will make him big again. And uh, the, this is a joke for uh, later in the movie. Obviously, it's oh, a yeah. setup. Oh yeah. So it, it's fought out actually. So uh, we will spoil the fuck out of that joke. So if you don't want to, <laughs> yes. you you if you don't want to find out what the greatest bit is in this movie, and everybody The was greatest was, bit. Yeah, 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 it will involve uh, the different sizes of uh, shin fuyon uh, So. Um, uh, we, we'll get to that uh, the the, you know, the movie I, I i kind of almost tuned out of the movie because it uh, you, you get it pretty it, quickly it, yeah it is and it's uh it's just you know we're in it quick and uh, they wander about a little bit there's a painting he's in the painting they fuck it a little bit and there's pauline chan she looks great big boobs it it, it it's nothing that really jumps out that you at least not for me in terms of because i've seen so much but still i don't think it 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 Really, is more than sufficient. You know, you can even get tired of of sex in this movie. When movies in general, when when it mm-hmm. runs too long, and it is definitely the case uh, for um, for this movie. And it, it there's part of darkness here, if you really want to look at it, because uh, mm-hmm. the the guy <laughs> Kenny Wong's character is uh, obviously lured into the painting. There's beauties in the painting, and and when he gets, you know. To have sex with one of the beauties, you don't know if they're devilish, evil, evil temptations. And but that, that, that's not really scary either. Uh, it's right. just it just and He just ends up having sex with the beautiful Pauline Chan, who you know can do little wrong in movies. Although this is not a uh, uh, um. You know, I always remember Pauline for when the effort was uh, the material was there and the effort was there. Ally escape from brothel, where she was really good. And I mean, she can look good in movies, but she can be kind of forgettable also when that's all she was asked to do.
0: Right.
1: She was asked to do that a lot, yeah. But still, I, I, my firmest memories of her is when. You know, when she was put to use, like she was in Escape from Wrothful, when she was put to use, like she was in um, Stephen Chow's From Beijing with Love, where she plays that assassin with like machine guns or guns uh, built into her bra, something like that. So, um, so but, but, you know, in general, the touching upon two things i guess um, do you do, do you agree at all about that that they, they pad out the movie with sex a whole lot and what did you think of pauline chan uh, as a second question
0: uh pauline chan's great uh but yeah like you said it's really a role that's uh, it's a thankless role you know basically she is the most conventional love interest you could possibly have there's actually no build up to their you know quote-unquote falling in love it's just sex you know leads to oh now we're in love and you know yeah. we're gonna do all this for each other because we you know had uh, intercourse mm-hmm. and that's that's basically literally the dude falls into the painting sees her they wander into another room and it's sex mm-hmm. you know is basically it
1: and and, and here's where the echoes of a chinese ghost story uh, comes in because um mm-hmm. we, we get that ghost man Romantic angle, and uh, she is uh, Pauline Chan's character is in the grip of of evil, of supernatural evil, and it's not easy right. to get out of that. And they have to the battle back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if any movie within this series is akin to a Chinese ghost story, it's this one.
0: Yeah, and there's uh, three sisters, right? In there?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So they,
0: it's kind of like you know, it harkens back to it once again. You know, same thing, you know, three fairies or whatever, they, you know, and all that. But so, yeah. Yeah, as far as like the sex scenes and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, uh, there's the, the first, I think it's the first Pauline Chan love scene between her and a uh, male protagonist. They, they're having sex and then the camera wanders into the other room and we have the two other sisters who, of course, proceed to masturbate because they're watching through a, a hole in the wall.
1: Nothing and wrong that, with that in concept. Not <laughs> <right>. at all.
0: <laughs> but that scene goes on for like, I think it counted about 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you did it's a ninety-minute movie, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yes. like, you know, so I mean, you, you have a few of those, you know, and you, you sit there and yeah, you start to pad out everything.
1: It's almost you know, I, I wrote the, I wrote the at the beginning of that sex scene uh, because they, they take their time, uh, you know, they're not ramming it in there cinematically or <laughs> as the characters. But you kind of like after when you realize that Ivan Light does this many times throughout the movie, like pad the sex. Even when they do have the sex, it goes on forever and ever. And ever. I, mm-hmm. I I just kept thinking of the room for some reason. Where that long, like, oh pre, pre, yeah, that long pre-sex <laughs> sequence where they just kiss and hug and all of that. And the room has a similar sequence, I think, uh, where, yeah. where where yeah, there's anything but the, sex in oh the, oh that. God, the first,
0: I swear to god, the first forty-five minutes of the room uh, is just nothing but like back and back Cinemax special sex. Yeah. It's like,
1: oh. So, so it's, you know i i, I a little comparison there but uh uh so uh, there you go uh, what well, what else is there you mentioned the masturbation the lesbianism you know, ticking the boxes that that that's good but uh, uh I, I would have liked a proper good chinese erotic chinese ghost story only an erotic ghost story and we never really got that and it's a shame i, I would have seen would have loved to see some real effort like staged equally well but done with uh, an an even more pronounced erotic side to it i mean chinese mm-hmm. ghost story has that partly um, but uh, i would have loved to see that there is a chinese erotic ghost story um, a movie literally called that but it's it doesn't yeah. uh, use that template at all um, but having said that that movie is kind of nuts. actually i like that uh, it's a 96 97 or even 98 category free movie directed by dick Cho. And, that, yes, that is funny, but he's actually a talented director.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Always. Yeah, a lot of dicks yeah, in yeah. Uh,
1: Category 3 cinema. Yeah. Speaking of dicks, uh, William, William Ho is in this movie. William Ho hey. Kakoy, Uh Raping Madman from Brother of Darkness and Daughter of Darkness. And we talked of him extensively on our Brother of Darkness uh, episode. Mm-hmm. I-, I mean, aside from Shing Foyon, I think William Ho, for the brief period that he appears in this movie, kind of rocks. Uh it's nothing fun with anyone being a raping madman, but Hoka Koi enters this movie like a whirlwind. Uh, you know, made up in period wear and uh, facial hair, but he doesn't betray his on-screen image because not one minute in he's uh, beheaded s- s- some girl or some guy or and raped a girl, and I think by minute two he's raped two girls. So he he, he storms into this movie like a motherfucker. <laughs> so uh, so in general, did you make any, any, any fun notes about William Ho? I mean, I, I assume you recognize him.
0: Uh, was he in the very opening sequence?
1: No, not? no, mid-movie. In, in I mean, holy hell, did you not recognize William Ho in this I movie? guess
0: not. What, what did he look really like? I mean, he's, he's... In the movie, did he dress different or anything? Yeah,
1: he was uh, in b- big period wear, and uh, it's the guy, uh, the, the rapes in the middle of the movie. <laughs> that, was, that was William Ho. He, he reminded me of, like, he was rapes dressed...
0: Rapes, you're going to have to get more specific than that.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> he reminded me of, like, Caligula. He was, he was almost dressed like Caligula, and I think he was ultimately dressed down. He no, he didn't. <laughs> oh, holy <laughs> hell, I, I got to school this motherfucker on this one. <laughs> on this movie. Like, you know, Watch movie, come back. But, uh, okay... It's it's an unusual sight to see William H. Karkoi in a period where anyway, so perhaps it's not easy to recognize him at all times. Uh, uh, but uh, he would make a great Caligula. That's my uh, that's my point. Uh, <laughs> so so he generally the movie kind of is a blast, but more so later, and uh, that's where you really compliment the movie because uh, it will it will become a lot more fun. You know, it's not never really dark that despite. Um, i think that there's like a almost orgy sequence or like a it's a kind of a hell setting uh where pulling chance uh, you know um, she's forced mm-hmm. to live in this uh, setting so there is like like decadence and orgies and dancing in this hell setting uh so very
0: brief, though,
1: that, that, all, like, all, too brief all too brief all too brief
0: and Did very like a hint of it like uh okay and then boom you're out of it
1: mm-hmm. yeah. And, and there's some wire action, which is uh, great to have with all those long-flowing long, uh, long flowing, uh, clothes that they have on, these garments. It's, it's always fun to see wire action and, and done that way. But, uh, you know, screw all that. I mean, th- this is Xing Fu Yon's uh, <laughs> movie, to be really, really honest. I mean, so I'll let you have a great, great attempt at explaining the best, best bit uh, in the movie involving Xing Fu And I don't care if you forget the full context of it, because I know you remember... The event in this movie.
0: Well, you know, I'm I wondering if you misinterpreted. Uh, well, I'm, maybe I misinterpreted. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, essentially, you know, like I likened the story to like an Alice in Wonderland uh, type of you know plot. Basically, the structure of the film. You know, we have a our male. I guess he's our protagonist. we have our male protagonist. He goes into he sees a painting on the wall and he sees uh, the three lovely pixie fairy ladies. He travels into it once in he's in once he's in that world they have a uh wicked stepmother basically mm-hmm. of the three girls. Well, you know through the course of the movie that becomes our main villain and uh yeah, so there's a sequence later in the movie where she is trying to well, the story's kind of convoluted. I've got to get more into it. It's a, the, uh, our main protagonist has a female. She's in the real world. Eventually, she gets brought over, too, and um, she gets captured by the Wicked Stepmother. Mm-hmm. And Wicked Stepmother is going to molest her for... Spiritual reasons? I'm not entirely. Sure. <laughs> Sounds like an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the plan, right? So, well, in the process of that, in order to stop her, uh, uh, Pauline Chan transfers her transforms her body into another girl and comes into the room to try to uh, sit there and uh, basically capture the attention of the wicked stepmother mm-hmm. and whilst this goes on, the plan is for, uh, Fu to sit there and turn into his little man status again, like, uh, four or five inches tall mm-hmm. and come into the room and somehow get inside of her body. Well, like...
1: <laughs> through, through what hole? Joshua? Through <laughs> what hole? From well, the mouth through the ear? I,
0: well, that's the interesting thing, like, that's the part that kind of gets me is like, there is a shot <laughs> where we see uh, Xing Fu On standing in front of a uh, just a mess of pubic hair, or what have you. <laughs> yes. and, uh, and so he's going to proceed to climb it, and he's constantly making jokes. Oh, it's so stinky! Sorry <laughs> and, uh, which is great. But it's like, I was thinking, okay, well, that's, that's the cooch, right? You know, <laughs> But the next shot, he's standing on her shoulder, uh, basically by her boobs, and then he gets knocked off, or what have you, and uh, but I I was, on the first time I had to rewind the sequence, because I saw that I just saw the, uh, you know the pubic hair and everything, I thought I've it was... studied
1: anatomy, that wasn't correct
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I saw it, and I was like, oh, was that her you know, the and I had to actually <laughs> rewind it, and go back and find out it was her, uh, just her underarms, but yeah but he does, he decides to go the, he can't get to her mouth so how else is he going to do it? There's only one way. Well, there's
1: two ways. But... Well, well, uh, you know, s- s- we might have listeners who are still asking that says, Where, Joshua? Where? <laughs> Where tell it. Through Say, her vagina. <laughs> it's small enough, it's, uh, so.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, uh, so he proceeds to go in there, and the plan is, I think... To waste a lot of screen time and <laughs> kick her intestines, <laughs> and uh, instead of just turning into big, uh, she, <laughs> turning into big mode and sitting there and destroying her, which I thought would be like the big plan or whatever, but I, it gets convoluted. I think he has to have the lamp near him mm-hmm. and uh, or the burning candle is what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah.
1: That they set up earlier, so I mean they, they don't um, veer from that, I guess. That uh, yeah, it works. But it well. has
0: to be like. Within a certain range of him, or
1: what? Mm. Well, I don't have the manual with me, Josh. I oh, you not know. But they built a, uh, uh, they built a, they built a inside of a JJ set, <laughs> and uh, we, 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 which uh, I don't, I, I, you know, I don't think it's green, red, and purple in there necessarily. Uh, to that extreme extent you know they, they've they lit it in green red and purple and but the walls are damp though so i guess that's you know uh true to life obviously
0: plenty of great lighting too <laughs> but maybe
1: because well, she's evil she has uh different colors inside of her mm. but uh, they built a pussy set that's what they did and uh, god bless them shing on walking around it in, in that thing f- probably feeling very very silly doing it but they uh, selling it perfectly and uh, it's the it's the best thing about the movie. This uh, this little section here, and, and the movie doesn't correspond uh, as much to it or as well to it uh, before and uh, and after, which is kind of a shame.
0: Oh, I totally now I remember the friggin' beheadings and stuff.
1: Welcome <laughs> back, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: okay, yeah,
1: William uh, Hokakori, are you with me now? Are you with
0: me now? It was a total different. Like, okay, I remember it now. It was this whole subplot of my. I, I, I,
1: An excuse oh, to get whole koi so in diluted. it. we totally forgot. Yeah, in this case to get him in there, just to rape, uh, to rape a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, comes in for that, and then the wicked stepmother the whole time. Well, should I spoil it? I guess I, uh, mm-hmm. we, we have spoiled a lot already, so don't worry uh, about mean. it. Who's gonna watch this? Well, a few, but
1: a few, but they won't care about that stuff. It's not seven. Yeah, yeah. We're spoiling. Oh yeah, it, it was
0: all just a, basically a big plan—the rapings and the killings and what have you. It was all just a part of uh, setting up uh, a different character who was actually a very good man. But, <laughs> but, but, but so, uh, aside from that, <laughs> it's pretty yeah.
1: good. Yeah. <laughs> totally forgot about that. You know? Yeah, there's some energy there. Uh, they didn't energy. recognize
0: uh, Ho though. I did not
1: it's a bit hidden but it's not like they put, uh, put like old man makeup on him or anything he uh, has a fake
0: beard and stuff though doesn't he yeah,
1: yeah exactly so yeah. and it's not a uh, common sight at all to have him in there I mean the, the closest comparison I can think of is he has a very little part in Once Upon a Time in China too, as uh, like a a, a a tailor I think so it's just not William Ho at all as we know him <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's the closest so uh, uh, so, so it's energetic, and, and the movie could have ended right there. But for uh, logically, Ivan Lai kind of wants to like, um, he, he wants it to end romantically, and 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 he tries. But what it what it does, therefore, is that it adds another pretty long sex scene to the end of the movie when the movie should have been over already. Yeah, and that's not good. I, I can appreciate I can appreciate it as an individual little set piece, but uh, for the flow of the movie, for the second flow of the movie. Not a good idea. This should have been like an eighty-minute movie, to be honest.
0: Yeah, or forty. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. all
1: Shing and 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 Pauline Chan and the guy for
0: basically ten. yeah, cut everything out that doesn't have him and
1: uh, yeah. The Shing Fuyon story, the Shing Fuyon show. <laughs>
0: so hell, wouldn't you like to see a TV show with him uh, as that character?
1: I would have loved that. The, there, you know, is somewhere and and as adult as as uh, the scenario here and uh, and and ultimately it does uh, you know grow as well you know we, we we forgot to say that, so they defeat the evil the evil step stepmom by having him grow from inside and kablooey, so
0: yeah kaboom so, big yeah. explosion it's
1: very cool um so recommendation yeah yeah, fair recommendation i mean if you've seen one and two check this out it's not a trek uh, it, it is a trek but it's not it's uh, you can't get through it easily and the, the, the sites that are great that come every, every now and again they are great then and, and i've seen way more boring movies in between great stuff you know what i mean uh movies boardlining on you know fast forwarding or just ejecting the dvd or what have you This is not one such case. It still maintains a it's a solid production, and uh, and the stuff that is great is pretty pretty damn great. So, pretty damn great. Yes, and for Shing Foyon fans, check it out. It's uh, absolutely. uh, he appeared in supporting movies, of course, but uh, not, uh, you know, he didn't get many pronounced roles, you know, mm-hmm. like this. Um, so Ivan Lai put him to good use at least three times. Thank you, sir. I really liked him in played a dad in, in that one, dad of one of the cadets. Really good good yes. dramatic performance. Uh, Blue Jean Monster lead role. Absolutely crazy movie. Amy, Yipp is in that as well, um, briefly as a strip uh, stripper gram, I think. Uh, her her uh, boobs uh, br- break. In that movie Yes (laughs) (laughs) They break Wait they break? Yes they kind of break (laughs) (laughs) So Blue Jean Monster Joshua it's a classic based on uh, Many elements including Amy Yip's
0: cameo Of course
1: It's not category 3 though so it's not going to be um, uh, Covered on this show So you have to watch it By yourself (laughs) Without working on it, you have to watch it in a relaxed manner. <laughs> Fancy <laughs> that. Uh, so that is our, I mean, there is an erotic ghost story perfect match, which could be p- perceived as the fourth one, but uh, it's not really needed, to be honest. Uh, once they ended with the numbers, I think we also uh, can consider this uh, series done with. Done. Uh, yes. Uh, next up, though, because the, this, this weekend's lease is not done, uh, we are possibly dipping our toes into some true crime again, as I'm feeling uh, it's time to go for Recognition Factor and uh oh yeah it's a classic movie it has its flaws but it's a classic movie we'll be watching in the first half how many hours the untold story starring anthony wong based on um, a real crime unfortunately so we'll be covering as much as we can about that and we'll also be covering cha chun yi's the rapist which is also based on a real crime um, uh, of uh, of a rapist which is uh also uh, that character was the one that turned up in *Rape by Angel* four. Uh, Doctor mm-hmm. Lam and that rapist, b- busted out of jail. So uh, got, got busted out of jail. Uh, but this time, when we watch the rapist, uh, we'll uh, touch upon uh, some of the de- details about the real-life crime that they made an exploitation movie out of, which it's, Hong Kong we can, did.
0: We can judge who the better rapist was between movies.
1: You can you can do that, uh, Joshua. So you, <laughs> you, you'll come off as the worst person on this podcast.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, I don't mean as in a better rapist. I'm talking about footfalls. <laughs> okay. Back pedal, back uh, pedal. <laughs> <peril. laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm sweating like hell. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> that is what I meant. But yeah, and, and, I'll and, take it. I don't care. Let's talk about rape. <laughs> i will with myself. It would
1: have been great if I heard like, if, like footsteps. <laughs> Josh, are
0: you there. Start hearing them police sirens again.
1: <laughs> I can play the movie. But I wrote the ghost story too. you' scene from that movie. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, anyway, thank you everybody for listening this, to this one. We are uh, ending this weekend's Sleeve 17 and the first one in 2013, and a pretty decent one at that, despite it being all indecent stuff. You know what I mean? uh, this has been this week 's lease on the Podcast on Fire Network. You can check out all the this show and all the other shows on podcast on Fire.com plus the bonus episodes. Email for feedback podcast on fire at com. Join the Facebook group. You can reach it by typing in Podcast on Fire Network in the Facebook search box. You can also go to our page and find the link there. Facebook.com forward slash POF network. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash podcast on fire. Follow my writing. I've done little mini-reviews of uh, the Rotting Ghost Story trilogy and Perfect Match. So check check that out on SoGoodReviews.com. Video reviews of mine are on SleazyKVideo.com. And follow me on Twitter, Twitter.com forward slash SoGoodReviews. Subscribe to This Week in Sleaze on iTunes. And if you like the show, if you like all the rape talk, I suppose, <laughs> leave, leave us a star rating. You know, uh, you know, <laughs> a, high, a high rating for rape. I guess oh god this just making it worse yes I know (laughs) but anyway you can uh, leave a rating on iTunes if you like the podcast and if you like it um, like it uh, if you want to put it in words then you can do that by writing a little review and we would very much appreciate that and you can stream us on Stitcher the application is available to your iPhone iPad and Android and you can add each show individually by typing in podcast on fire network once you're in the Stitcher app and that's free as well Shelflifeclothing.com Brian Kirby's t-shirt line He uh, did some uh, did the intro for us uh, co-author, co-author of the intro And did the outro for us that you're about to hear So support his t-shirt line And uh, that's the plugs I have Plug away your tour Joshua.
0: Variedcelluloid.net For my reviews And what have you And then uh, vcinemashow.com For you know, the Vcinema Show podcast And also blog where lots of really talented People write about stuff
1: excellent stuff. Uh, All righty. Let's stop the fucking for the first time in 2013. I don't have any creative stuff. I just thought like, "Oh, it's nice. 2013. Let's fuck." <laughs> 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 and let's stop.
0: Yes.